Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies, horror TV shows, and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we are talking about the fifth episode of season two of the Scream TV series. Ladies and gentlemen, listen up. I'm officially putting the school into lockdown. Which is called Dawn of the Dead. I am joined by our Scream TV show correspondent, Jacob Coldness. Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we're we're not... We're not necessarily halfway through the season like we would have been the prior season. We're still kind of in the early stages because it is that 14-episode run. But this is a significant episode, Ryan, because this is the first one that we've recorded post a Scream movie being released in theaters this year. Yes, yeah, this year. I mean, the last time that we had done, um, it was was literally, yeah, it was about the same time we had done a couple episodes into the first season of Scream when Scream 5 had just dropped in January. And now we're in a (laughs) post-Scream 6 world. Right. Well, when we did episode 4, that that episode is being released or was released uh, the um, day we're recording this, actually. Yeah. The, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It came out today. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I know that it was it was a while back, so it was like, yeah. it had to be, yeah. And so if people were waiting for our reaction to Scream 6 in that episode, they might have to wait an extra yep. episode. But what I'll say is that m- much like most people seem to be, I mean, I, I, I thought it was great. And um, uh, the movie, uh, we're not talking about the episode yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're stalling. <laughs> yeah, we're stalling because we just have to put this little... Um, the, the yada yada about Scream 6, because when else are we going to do it? Yeah. Outside of the first Scream, it might be, you know, maybe a couple rewatches might change. But um, it, it currently is my favorite sequel of the franchise. But I say that with the caveat that there are some things about it that push the bo- push my boundaries in terms of what I find acceptable in Scream franchise. Sure. But like every sequel has that for me. The Scream sequels themselves are all varying degrees of okay to good to great. Yeah. I would say they're all great um, except for Scream 3. Right. But even Scream 3 has it's things okay. that, that have aged a lot better sure. yes. than anybody would have expected at the time. Yes. So my general thoughts on the, the the problems with Scream 6 is just that when it comes to the plot mechanics in terms of how they string everything together, there's a lot of really messy shit to like, to uh, the, like when you get to the killer reveal, if you put too much thought into it or really any thought into it at all, it kind of doesn't hold up at all narratively. And I know that it gets kind of cartoonish. But, like, when doesn't a Scream movie Matthew get Matthew Lillard. Exactly. Two no. words. Matthew Lillard. And, scream and, 1, baby. And what what I got out of the finale of Scream 6 was a level of cartoonishness and a, a level of, like, 90s overacting that was so reminiscent, not, not necessarily of Matthew Lillard or Skeet Ulrich, but of Timothy Oliphant mm-hmm. and... Ah, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Larry, Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly that. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you know what to expect, if you, for whatever god ungodly reason that you haven't seen Scream Six yet, and you're listening to this podcast, we're not going to spoil anything. But if you're, if you're wondering what kind of level of finale you're going to get out of Scream Six, think Scream Two. Scream Two vibes. 
Scream 2 with the illogistics of Scream 3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because Scream 3 has a lot of shit that doesn't hold up no. plot-wise in, in the year 2000 that would hold maybe hold up better today. A little bit. But there's a lot of stuff that, like, they, they explain it in Scream 6, but you're like, wait, but no, because they were here and that was that. Mm-hmm anyway it's fine uh, it's and it's totally fine and then of course there's the how many stab wounds can a character take and they basically do a franchise's worth of main characters getting stabbed in this one and like you think about like sydney gale and dewey in five movies of scream and even gale who got a gunshot wound to the stomach mm-hmm. in scream five and then preceded the entire finale acting like it never happened scream six pushes that to like the like 10 10 times yep. it is where over the top. where where characters are getting viciously 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 stabbed repeatedly losing so much blood and then maybe get tended to a little bit and are back on their feet and ready to go it's um, fine. And, Who cares? And, it, and it's very selective about which characters it keeps alive. I was listening to that Dead Meat interview that they did with Matt and Tyler, the directors, and um, they had said that they had done multiple takes where it was like the realistic version and then the version that you actually see in the movie, which is getting stabbed 60 times as opposed to a couple times, maybe once. Look, I want the over-the-top bullshit. That's that's what they said. They said that they uh they said that the the tamer takes that they they did just weren't effective. Like they just didn't land the punch that they needed to in the moment. And so they had to go with the unrealistic take. So the screen oh, yeah. six cut is the unrealistic take. But the reason that it's my favorite so far with no rewatch is that it's the first Scream movie, maybe since a few moments in Scream 2, that I felt, like, genuinely scared. Mm. Um, I liked the the things that they brought up in this one a lot more than I have in other Scream movies in terms of theme, mm-hmm. especially around the... And we'll get into it because it's actually it plays a little bit of a part in this episode of the Scream TV show, is outside characters, like background characters accusing the protagonists of being the killer because they have that survivor's, like, history. Yep. But also, like, you throw a a, a random accusation in the internet, and just, you'll get 50% of people believing it, just for the sake of believing it. That happens in this episode. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is Scream 6. So, yeah, and the character of Sam in Scream 6 is being accused of being the killer. And and Richie, Richie is, hashtag Richie was innocent, and, like baby Richie and like like the, Richie has his own stands online because that's how internet culture works and Scream the TV show as I was watching I was like oh they kind of got to jump on this early too yeah. yep it's not nearly as well done because it's yeah. a Scream TV show right but it's and, there and you know there was always like with the original Scream movies like Nev Campbell always like uh, Sydney always had stuff accusations thrown yep. at her by other characters as well but like that that wasn't in the age of the internet no and that was amongst characters that were kind of local yeah and so her her like she could probably jump a, to a different state and not face any like and she got the harassing phone calls and scream too in a different state but right 
But yeah, no, um, I, I had a I had a great time, and I can't wait to watch it again whenever <laughs> I get the chance, whenever it's on like Paramount or on Blu-ray. But well, now that you spent ten minutes stalling to talk about Scream Six, I, I had to get it out. Like, who everyone wants to hear it. Like, they want to know. Well, what did you you Scream Six is great. Yeah, there you uh, go. It's great. I, I like Scream Four more. Scream yeah. Four is my favorite. Sequel. Scream Four still has the best finale, of the best. Well, the best like last half hour. Yeah. Of of any screen movie, and then I'm really the torn between five and six. It's close. I think I have six above it, but I'd have to rewatch. I'm gonna rewatch them here shortly. Yeah. We will be doing the Scream Six podcast. You know, I, I moved it up near the top because yeah. the series we've done. I have um, in the waiting room. I have Children of the Corn Eleven, and then Scream Six. Mm-hmm. But let's get into this episode, uh, episode five, Dawn of the Dead, which premiered on June 28th, 2016. It's called Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is the, the famous zombie movie with a second one by George Romero. All takes place in a shopping mall. Uh, this episode all takes place in a school. It's kind of mm-hmm. a bottle episode, a lockdown episode, where the whole thing takes place inside the school. And that makes sense because around this time, not that there weren't school shootings, but there were a lot of school shootings yeah. around this time. So lockdown was becoming kind of a regular thing. Yep. Like now lockdown, I mean, when we were in high school, like they had pitched lockdown yep. a few times, like, oh, hide under your desk. We'll close the close the blinds on the door and then call it good. But now like there's way stronger procedures and they do it way more frequent in in high schools now like lockdowns back in our day you know that was that that was a horror movie situation now we call that a tuesday oh gun reform yep i said it yeah so um watching this it did take me back to the 2016 type of era that was definitely a big topic of conversation yeah and of course has led to a lot of gun debates but um and and you know and a character in this in this episode even has a gun yeah oh in, boy. in his locker which now is a living pleb possible move we will find out are you ready to jump in into this your thing car keep, keep no, it in no, no no you don't do that either because you can get in trouble for that i know there was a guy um i don't think he went to my high school but he went to one near mine who had a box cutter in his car and somebody was just walking by and reported it, and he got suspended Ugh. for having a box cutter in his car. And he had it in his car because he worked at a war- like a warehouse, and so he had the box cutter in his car because he's going to work after school. And yeah, there's a whole thing. Don't keep in your car either. Just don't bring guns to schools. How about them apples? I brought a lightsaber to school once, and 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 Did I it work. Uh, well, yeah, we had to sneak it into the because we were doing lightsaber fights. <laughs> That's funny. The plastic stick. Get over it. All right. Well, the point of this podcast is we were trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies and TV shows. So, spoiler alert for uh, Dawn of the Dead episode of Scream, because we're going to be going through the plot of this episode beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our master list of rules, which you can check out on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. Jacob, you ready to jump into this thing? Let's do it. All right. Let's get into Dawn of the Dead. Unfortunately, the Scream episode and not the movie. Womp womp. Did you do the movie yet? Not yet. Hmm. So the school, you know, previously on Scream, Jake's body dropped from the ceiling mm-hmm. and covered Brooke with blood. Hilarious. <laughs> School's going into lockdown. No one goes in or out. Uh, the sheriff shows up and he's just locked it all down. Cool. Great. Yes. Maybe we'll trap the killer inside too. And we'll kill off like a few of these shitty teens. Great. Mm-hmm. Maggie's here. She's examining the crime scene. Unfortunately, that crime scene includes Brooke because she is covered in blood and guts. <laughs> Yeah, so she's, like, taking photos of the dead body, and Brooke is just staying there covered in blood. Oh, she's taking photos of Brooke, too. Yeah, it's like, uh, that's got to be a miserable experience. Like, she's probably cold. Yeah. Like, is that necessary? Can she just go shower? I guess not. I I guess I don't know. 
Do, like, do victims usually not victims, but like bystanders that have blood on them? That like the if the blood in the body is already in the body on the crime scene, yeah. Can the people that were just standing around go away? You know, I guess they want to build the strongest case possible. Have everything. <laughs> like his, his his blood's not going to be different on her. I don't know. Emma and Audrey, they arrive. They're here to, you know, comfort Brooke. But uh, the the cops are only going to let one of them stay. Emma gets kicked back to where all the other students are being gathered in the library. Audrey's allowed to stay and comfort Brooke. Mm-hmm. Well, this horrible thing is happening. And, and it's hilarious because later they're going to take her clothes. And they're going to have her put on a cheerleading uniform. And it's the funniest thing ever because in, like, all these, like, stupid teen shows, there's always shitty teenagers wearing, like, cheerleading uniforms. Like, the popular Mean Girls wear the cheerleading uniforms. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Did anybody ever wear the cheerleading uniforms at your um, school? I, we didn't have cheerleaders. Yeah, we were too small. <laughs> like, we had a cheerleading squad, but like, it was, like, five people, maybe four people on the squad. And they all got in a fight, and they just quit. And then we just never had cheerleaders again. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's teen girl drama all bottled up in a small school yeah Yeah. also why wouldn't they just there's got to be a lost and found where she can like dig through like find like a pink sweater or something like there's yes there's got to be something in there but i love that they do this just because it's kind of just plays into that trope there's always a bitchy cheerleader running around yeah in a cheerleading uniform and just like she's like i have to wear this are you kidding me i thought that was funny. give her a break she's i mean she's not really in this episode a lot she's she's kind of just Really, PTSD. yeah, she's just mortified through most of it and just trying to deal with her like trauma and the fact that her boyfriend has been dead this whole time, yeah. And everyone's just kind of, I don't think people really even like acknowledge her at all outside nope. of that one scene, yeah. I'm an Audrey, like once, by the way, everyone, you're in a horror movie, mm-hmm. uh, so the sheriff's gonna be questioning. Our main cast throughout the course of this episode, Noah is first. Basically, all he has to say is, like, yeah, Piper's accomplice is back. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. So basically all the, this can't be the entire school, but a whole bunch of kids are pushed in the library, which conveniently includes the entire main cast and a bunch of background it's extras. It's a small school. But it's not. It's literally next door to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> they, they must have put out the kids in multiple places. Otherwise, this doesn't like, make any sense. I'm trying to think if even my high school could have fit all in the library and like what kind of mix of grades is it i guess this is a 9 through 12 yeah, high school i'm guessing so. and so uh yeah i don't know if there's like maybe 100 kids in this high school i mean there's they they're more than that. yeah but you know what they they have to film it yeah. with less kids and make it look like more kids yes cuz my 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 high school we had a graduating class like 180 yeah and we were much smaller than this school yeah but if you can contain all of the kids in one room yeah which clearly they don't because there's kids that leave. Like Emma's not in the library for the majority of yeah, this episode. Yeah, bouncing and, in and out. Yeah, Noah's not in the library like, for hardly at all. Yeah, and so like they're they're maybe not keeping watch of the doors very well. But like the idea to keep them all in there is probably for the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And also, uh, are there must not be cameras in this high school at all because then they would be able to see kids running around or anybody running around and switching. Yeah. Into their yeah. This the school needs cameras, like bad. Which you'd think that the school would up their security after this. They they better. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I, I guess they got to vote on that at the next uh, referendum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke and Audrey are talking, and Brooke is like, I was just talking to Jake yesterday. We were texting. Mm-hmm. And Audrey's like, maybe that was the killer. 
Maybe. <laughs> and Brooke shows Audrey, like, the text on her phone. And so Audrey decides to text the killer and be like, you're going to die in hell. Why would you text the killer? Like, yeah, that then, just is going to lead to more questions. Yeah. it's Like, eventually the cops may find Jake's she phone. She doesn't. Yeah. And someone does find Jake's phone. Yep. But, like, you don't know who has that phone. <laughs> Rule 32, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Mm-hmm. Come on, Audrey. Speaking of Jake's phone, Emma finds it in her backpack, <laughs> which is a really funny twist. It's very convenient, yep. but... Somebody hid Jake's phone in her backpack. Yeah. It's great. Who was able to have access to her locker, mm-hmm. slide it in there. Hmm. Hmm. And of course, what says the Jake's... The Jake. Property uh, of the Jake. Of or, the Jake. Yeah. God, I'm glad he's dead. Uh, <laughs> the douche. It is funny to look back on just like the fact that both Will and Jake are dead now and like that whole era is just done yeah the will and jake era scream is over Mm -hmm. i think we're better off yeah (laughs) that's why that's probably why this has improved a lot yeah so the next person to get brought in for questioning is that random like basically background extra Haley, who if you remember back in the episode one of the season she was one of the pranksters who attacked audrey at the movie theater and she's like i'm not even a main character i'm getting hauled in for questioning basically Emma is going to end up showing both Kieran and Audrey the phone she found. And Emma's like, well, I should turn this into the cops. And Audrey's like, oh, no, definitely don't do that. It might implicate me. <laughs> yeah, listen to Audrey. She's definitely not guilty of anything. <laughs> and so she talks her out of it. Emma, turn it into the police. Just just turn it over Ignore to the your friends. Your friends are is there a rule? idiots. If, is there a rule about ignoring ignore your friends? Uh, I guess, you know, in this case, rule 24 is trust no one. Everybody's a suspect! Audrey may not be the killer, but she's got her own motive that isn't in your best interest. So, mm-hmm. and that, that's a good thing for life. It's like everyone's got like a, a, a an angle. Mm-hmm. They, they typically want something. So trust no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Audrey has her own game plan. The mayor's going to arrive at school in, in Comfort Brook. Noah's going to try talking to Zoe again after their weird first date. Yeah. And now there's, like, a killer on the loose. And they're just like, you know what? Let's just talk about the killer stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it turns out Zoe's a huge fan of Noah's podcast. She thinks she has a uh, she thinks he has a sexy voice. After, like, dumping him, essentially? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's going to start keep flirting with him? Like, Must be a really uh, good podcast. Yeah. It just, it, it did feel like some of this episode didn't acknowledge the weird three-way confliction yep. between those two kind of yada yada past characters yeah Haley sees that the cops are searching the lockers so she like tells her friends and that spreads through the school like wildfire oh my god they're searching lockers Mm -hmm. kieran freaks the fuck out yep he's like hey i i got something in my locker i can't let the cops find it well that's super suspicious kieran what is it well i'd rather not say kieran what the fuck dude what do you have in your locker at that point just don't bring it up yep i mean yes the cops are gonna find it but maybe like sneak out on your own if you're gonna do it because kieran's gonna be like i gotta sneak out to my locker and i gotta get it we just don't tell anybody that we don't look super sus because it's a fucking gun he's got a gun in his locker yeah you know i'm i was always one in high school to just always even if it was you know if if it wasn't necessary to always just have my backpack on me because i never Mm. knew when i needed like to to use it or like to do that yeah so like just if you could have your backpack on you Definitely do. Yes, but like maybe in, not, in a situation like that, maybe not one with a gun inside it. That that's not a good look. It it is just a matter of you just shouldn't have brought it. Don't bring guns to just, school. Yep. Play stupid games with stupid prizes. Mm-hmm. So 
he wants to go out and get this mysterious object from his locker. And without him saying what it is, Noah, Audrey, and Zoe all agree to help. <laughs> I don't know what they, to say. They, they, they've all formed a very tight trust with one another. Zoe, you just started talking to these people. Yeah. You know, I don't think you've ever had a scene but she's a But she's a season two regular. So that means she's a main character you just like everybody else. You Kieran. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So Zoe and Andre did the old uh, the fake prisoner trick on the guard. Mm-hmm. Except it's like the, the fake period trick. So like, oh, gotta go to the bathroom, help my lady friend out. And so Zoe and Audrey and, and the cop, they all go off to the bathroom and let Noah and Kieran slip out and go down to the lockers. And Kieran gets his locker, immediately gets caught by a deputy, and he's got a gun. Big mm-hmm. reveal. No one does not get caught, though, but he sees all this. What yeah. an absolute dunce. Goddamn. So, obviously, Kieran is taken up for questioning next. And basically, the sheriff's like, all right, if you're the killer, you know, you make that big show in the auditorium, you probably aren't going to be stupid enough to leave a gun in your locker. So, I don't think you're the killer. And I will let all this slide, but you have to be my informant, basically, is what the conversation is. And so, he's going to ratting out Emma for finding the uh, the phone, Jake's phone. Mm. You know what? Yeah, probably the smart thing to do because otherwise you go to jail. Yeah, you know, listen to the authorities if if it comes down to it. Like that's when you're young in a horror film and stupid or a horror show, mm-hmm. you are like basically bound to agreeing with what adults tell you. Yeah. And it does kind of suck, but they're most of the time most of the time they're right about what they're doing. Unless they're the killer, yeah, you know the killer. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've you know had suspicions about the sheriff so far. But in this case, if a scene that follows up here soon is taken literally, I kind of have to disregard him. But we'll get to it. Okay. And so the funny thing is, Emma's gonna get so mad at Kieran for ratting her out. All he's gonna say is like, "Hey, the deal was I had to give him something, or I was getting arrested. That's how to get off the gun charge." And I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's fair." And if she's not, well, then you break up with her because that's insane. Mm-hmm. So, Kieran, rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. You know, you can explain yourself out of this situation. You know, you were dumbass to bring the gun, but you can explain to Emma and she won't be mad at you. Or she shouldn't be. Yeah, that's that's been a constant problem with characters in the show where they'll do things and then not actually dig into why they do them. Yep. And then just make other characters upset. Yep. Like, it's just easy to talk sometimes. It's, it's easier to write conflict in shows when you don't have characters communicate. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, that's the only way a lot of this gets stretched. Yep. Especially on a TV show. Eli has a pretty good idea. He's like, hey, Emma, why don't you just, like, wipe the phone, You wipe, wipe the prints off your phone, and just, like, leave it somewhere, and the cops will find it. And that way, they don't know it has anything to do with you, but they'll still have it. Okay, that's a pretty good plan. It's a way to get like kind of the best of both worlds situation going. Unfortunately, Kieran and the sheriff come in, and the sheriff's like, hey, Emma, I hear you got Jake's phone handed over. <laughs> Dang it, so close. Yeah, rats. <laughs> <laughs> that meddling sheriff. Yep. Audrey sees Stavo drawing once again, drawing another bloody picture of, I can't remember who it was this time. Was it like Kieran or Um Eli? No, it was like, I think it was Zoe. Zoe. Oh, that one was the or later was, one. Zoe was the last one. Yeah, see. okay, the last one, yeah. And then it was somebody's head. I, th- I thought it was Jake's, but it might have been Kieran or Eli's, I think somebody says. Just another gory yeah. photo of someone who's literally in the room with you, dude. Yeah. And he's drawing this just out in the open. <sighs> like, does he do it because they're around so it's easier for him sure. to draw in person? 
But then again, it's like what Facebook exists, you can just like draw off of someone's picture online. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird because he's, he's doing this to make a comic book is the big reveal. And it's just like you're drawing like an exact replica of the people. That's weird. Like this is actually happening. people. That's a weird thing to do. Just change the characters. I would be not that I think that he's like a suspect or anything. You know, everyone's a suspect. Everybody's of course, a suspect. But not that I really like am putting too much stock into him. But these this shows signs of like genuine like disturbance. Mm-hmm. Like, not to say that like kids or teens like that grow up with violence or blood or anything like that. Like most of them turn out just fine. Like that's the that's the video game scare and yep. that's the like satanic panic and anything like that like most of the time it's just like it's almost a desensitization yeah of of violence is is perfectly normal but this is a in his extreme. case in his case it is a little extreme especially because it's so personal yep if it wasn't like his friends if he was just like making his own shit up yeah different it, would, story. it would be a totally different story but because because he's leaning in so close to people that he knows that are dealing with the situation as it's happening, it should be up to him to just put a pause on it while while we're dealing with killer yeah. happening right now For real. and wait till that gets solved. And maybe they think it did get solved at that point. But still, like, wait until it's over. Yeah. When the dust has cleared for maybe, a, like, a year honestly when you go off to college go off to this. college well you know they went off to college and scream too so yeah well you know and in scream six maybe that was the plan for se- the original season three mm-hmm. the sheriff questions emma and basically they they talk about how like she when she was gone she spent some time in a psych ward so the sheriff thinks emma could be a suspect she's crazy yeah so now she thinks everyone thinks her she is crazy so now she wants to hide stuff from them more no Emma, we made so much progress. Tell the police stuff. Damn mm-hmm. it. Oh, we're backsliding. I get her concern. I just think that if she took a moment to to, eva- to evaluate her options, yeah. like really go through and think about what the right thing to do is. Yeah. And what I also don't see anybody doing outside of maybe Noah, kind of, and Audrey, I guess, is that Emma's not really like, focused on anybody that it could be yeah. because because she's she's revealed the killer is revealed to be piper and she didn't expect it like nope. that wasn't that was a, it completely blindsided her even though it was right in front of her face yeah. season two she's she doesn't seem to be that concerned about who it is she's just more concerned about like stopping it yeah and her making her irrational decisions and there have been less this season yes but her making irrational decisions like that I think that maybe she should, and maybe she will. Maybe she will start to be a little bit more careful about who she talks to and who she's giving information to, who she's trusting, because none of that really seems to be happening this season, and it should after having that Piper reveal. Yeah. She should be more cautious about the people around her. That's what Sydney did. Yeah. And she seems so trustworthy around her friends, and I guess the friends that have now joined this group. Yeah, the new main cast. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I don't know, like, what would, what do you think is, like, going through her brain in evading a serial killer once again in this school, in this environment, after one of her friends was just revealed to be a bloody mess? Yeah. Don't know. But we get a little conversation between the sheriff and the deputy, and basically the sheriff is... He's keeping all the kids in lockdown uh, in the hopes, like, 
they will stress each other out and like fight amongst themselves and then he'll be the good cop like hey you can talk to me i'm your friend give me information see how that works out it's gonna blow up his face a little bit but i i like the thinking i i like the thinking while watching it not like the thinking as as a human being making that decision yes it's it's just kids will fight over anything it's true (laughs) but like to be like hey you know i'm not no i'm your buddy i'm your your friendly neighborhood policeman just come Mm -hmm. and tell me everything i think it's a decent way to get information out of these dumbass kids what's hilarious is after kieran emma they're back in the library pretty much everybody's back except noah at this point because he's still trapped out in the hallways Mm -hmm. and brooke's not here either she's off on her own Eli is like, hey, Emma, be careful who to trust. And Kieran is like right there. And he's like clearly talking about Kieran. Like, don't trust Kieran. Trust no one. Everybody's a suspect. But I just love that Kieran is right there. And Eli says that out loud. What a little shit. I love Eli. He's like my favorite character on this show. Chaos agent. Yeah, he's, he's fun. Mm-hmm. Just stirring the pot. And, and then Haley, this, this, this prankster from episode one, is just, like, staring daggers at Emma and just talking shit. Mm-hmm. And Emma ends up, like, confronting her, like, you don't need to be scared of me. Like, what is your problem? And Haley's After like... After having... She pulled a fucking serial killer <laughs> prank yeah. on, on one of the main characters. And Haley's like, all... Everyone around you dies and all your friends are going to end up dead. You know what? Is she, wrong? she 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 deserves the Gale Weathers treatment yep. of just getting socked right in the face, which Emma just slaps her. Yeah, and then we get a full on like cat. And fight. I mean a punch, not a slap. Yeah, I we mean need a, a good punch. Punch. We get not this- advocating violence against women, but when it's one woman against another woman, I I think that they are free to go. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we get a big fight with it, like literally people like going fight, fight, fight. <laughs> um, but eventually the cops all come in and, and break up the fight. Mm-hmm. And hilarious. Stereotypical high school fight, but you love to see it. Yes, it's a classic. Yeah. It's a staple. So the sheriff interviews Brooke next, and the mayor insists on being there, and Brooke makes sure to be like, uh, when she's asked, when was the last time you saw Jake? We broke into the school pool together to swim and have sex. <laughs> and, his, and, and her dad is right there right listening there. to all of it. <laughs> but, you know, there's no surprise there. Brooke has a suspect. She thinks it's Mr. Branson, and it turns out she has a restraining order against him. She has all the right to think that, too. Yep. Because it does make sense even beyond the th- what happened in season one. Because you can blame all that on Piper. Yep. Anything anything that ha- would have happened with a second killer, you could still feasibly blame on Piper. But knowing that there is a second killer, then it's like, oh, well, then they just cooper- like they, they, they teamed up. Yep. And now they're making him look innocent. Even if she's dead, he still looks innocent. But we got another suspect on the board with Mr. Branson, another major red herring, who, it seems. Who was a suspect... Kind of anyway with episode one, right? Was it episode one or episode two when they went to the movie? Yeah, it was an early episode this yeah. season. And there was just like an exchange with them that showed that he was going to still play a part this season. Yeah. He's on the fringes somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's the killer. I don't know, maybe. So after this big fight, Miss Lang, who we haven't seen in a while, but she was the psychology teacher. I don't think we've seen her since like episode three of this season. She takes Emma to her office to be like, hey, you get to chill in here. Just calm down. Relax. It's all going to be okay. You just stay in here. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. and lock you in. <laughs> you really should have just stayed with her. The sheriff is going to be like, you could have just stayed with her. Yeah, you could have just stayed with her. That's mm-hmm. probably the, the responsible thing to do. I would say uh, rule three is do your damn job, and I would say that making sure students are safe and okay. Yep. There's other staff members, apparent maybe. Yeah. I guess we didn't really Not see any. Not really. Do we see any other staff they members? They all went home. <laughs> they all went home. There's got to be like at least 20 
teachers in that school. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any. And I, yeah, there was absolutely zero wow. in the library. But yeah. that's like a, they didn't want to pay people. Yeah. Background extra. They don't, they already like, you can already get away with like but getting one teen. shot maybe have having some like adults <sighs> hurrying students along. I mean, they're just out of frame. Uh, maybe. They're just yeah, they're out just, of frame. Just off screen. Mm. Yeah, there's tons of teachers. They were just off screen the whole time. Right. I mean, I wouldn't disregard any teachers that just decided to bail. <laughs> Rule number three, do your damn job, but don't die in the process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to be here. I'm you not know, here for that. The old teacher shortage. Yeah. You know, with all these bodies falling from the banisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? Maybe they're hiding in their own separate offices. offices. Yeah. Smart. Teacher's lounge. Audrey discovers the back door of the library, the emergency exit. The alarm has been disconnected. So there's a way back into this room. Boy, this seems like an oversight on the security t- detail for the, the cops. They just missed this. Mm-hmm. She she calls no one. He's like, you can get back in this way. That's not great on the cops. Brooke wants to see Jake's corpse. And so she goes to talk she to did, Maggie. She didn't get a good look already. Closure, I guess. She's standing. That whole opening scene with her, she was standing over his body for yeah. how long? So Maggie's there, medical examiner Maggie. And Brooke's like, hey, how long has he been dead? And just for like closure to know. and. Mm-hmm. Not allowed to tell them that. You gotta, yeah, you gotta open them up, see how many rings he has on the inside, like a tree. <laughs> but yeah, you're not allowed to say that. And Maggie's going to tell her two, three days, and the sheriff is right there and hears that. You can't yeah. say that. It feels longer, but only because for us, we've we've been spreading these episodes out. Yep, pretty thin. Months. So it's like. For us, I'm like, God, he's been dead for months. I'm like, no, it's only been a few days. Do your damn job, Maggie. There's a whole house party in between that, yeah, though. Yeah, Emma gets a call from the killer. All right, Emma, it's back, baby. And she's, like, freaking out. She decides, like, I'm going to leave the room. Oh, no, I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. The killer is at the window of this office. And so what does she do? She breaks the window to go confront him. That's not my first thought, I'm going to be honest, in this situation. She's safe where she is, You're honestly. pretty dang safe. You yep. Rule five, lock and load, grab a weapon in this room. Like, if you knew you could take him, maybe. Which but, is a big she, question mark. Emma's I, a high I school girl. She can. High school girl, Emma. Get a weapon and prepare yourself for battle. If he's coming in, mm-hmm. you could fight. Don't, you don't, don't just bring up the fisticuffs. Yeah. Like, it ain't going to work. Yeah. No, I'm going to break down the window and, like, just try and fight him with a chair. Yeah. And he disappears, of course. Killer's mm-hmm. gone. She cuts herself climbing out of the office on the glass. She's right. covered in blood now. I, I wouldn't have done this. Yeah. And there is the ambiguity. She could be hallucinating. Oh, is it all in her head? That'd be fun. Because that she's has already crazy. been addressed. And she's already seen things after the party. Mm-hmm. And she was on drugs. But, like, she's also been in a psych ward. So if the show wanted to play it that way. Yeah. That's why... And we'll we'll get to the killer watch. That's why I have maybe some doubts. I I do believe that it was real. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like ninety five percent like yeah, it was probably real. But then that rules out like quite a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the sheriff takes Maggie off the case. Wants your badge and your gun, medical examiner, for giving away info. And um, he's also like, yeah, you're also way too close. Like these are all your daughter's friends. Yeah, you should not be on this case. We'll get someone else to do it. Go home. That's that's fair. That's like, keep your daughter alive, I guess. The right call. Mm-hmm. No one gets back into the library. Um, and Audrey is convinced Stavo is the killer, and she's just like obsessed and, and won't stop like yammering on. And basically, she kind of gives herself away. She mentions she's getting getting phone calls from the killer, and he's like. Noah says, wait, you were getting calls? And she's like, I, I mean, te- text messages. That might have been pranks, but we don't know for sure. 
and then she's like, and people are dying. And I was like, well, there's only been one so far this time. What do you mean people are dying? Audrey being a little sus. Mm. And he, Noah's getting suspicious of his best friend. For the rest of this episode, he is suspicious. Mm-hmm. But eventually she's going to confront Stavo, grab his like iPad, see Zoe's severed head on the iPad, and then just show everyone in the room, all the background extras and everybody. And this is how you start a fight in a library. <laughs> I'm not going to say, you know, I'm necessarily advocating for violence, but Stavo kind of deserved it. <laughs> yeah, it... If you're going to do it, please just do it in your own time. Someone like, don't just do got it. murdered. And how were people not being able to see what he was doing in that crowded ass library? Yeah. Like, if you're going to be doing that, do it somewhere private where people can't peek in over like your shoulder or like, yeah, no, he wasn't hiding it yeah, at he all. He's back to like the room. Yeah. Like, he, yeah anybody could have seen anybody. it. So he's be like, oh, guys, it's just a comic book. And then the jocks are just kick his ass anyway. And I'm like, it's kind of fair. That's fucked up, dude. What I'll say, though, about Stavo is he's very good. He should go to art school. Yes. He should be doing that for a living. It's really good work. Yep. But if you're going to be in a crowd of people, though, and you want to draw, like, just... Use some discretion. Yeah. Or draw everything that's not graphic yep. in your comic first, and then go fill in the details just later. draw some boobs. Yeah. For everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his uh, iPad thing tablet, he gets smashed in the process. Mm-hmm. You play stupid games, you win the stupid prizes, and here is the perfect example of the stupid prize that Stavo won. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel too badly for him, to be honest. Yeah. He he got what he deserved. Although it is unfortunate. It's part of new kid syndrome, yep. where people are just aggressive and mean to the new kid anyway. Yep. So it's like, if, if the new kid makes one false move, God, they're just... Their entire rest of their time in this high school is just forever ruined. That's true. But sometimes the new kid sucks. I mean, it's true, but like, (laughs) you don't want it to happen. Like, usually it's always exciting when a new kid comes and you're like, well, I gotta know who's the new kid. Yep. And if if the new kid's disappointing, you kind of just have to be nice and let let them ride their time out if it works out for them. But please show respect yep. unless they, like, are a serial killer. Yeah, unless they are showing psychotic behavior like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't feel that bad for him. So the sheriff, he uses Jake's fingerprint to open his phone. He's got Jake's corpse right here. Very handy. impressive that the blood on the fingerprints wouldn't get in the way. Yeah, it's true. But he gets in and he sees that Jake has been corresponding with the mayor for some sort of deal mm-hmm. that we're still a little unclear what this is all about. But he knows there was some connection between the, the those completely two. completely unrelated criminal activity yep. happening of, of J- in Jake season and one. Yep. They're like, oh, great. Now this is back. <laughs> what this is, is this? This doesn't have anything to do with anything. Leave it alone. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. But then he gets calls in and be like, hey, Sheriff, your son is getting the shit kicked out of him. You want to come break this up? Mm-hmm. So you Your son who you found a mask of a killer. Maybe and, a killer. And have been drawing like... At this point, I'd be very nervous if I were the sheriff. Yeah. Did he if, deserve it? Yeah. Yeah, but like... Mm. And then Emma walks in right as this is happening and just covered in blood. And it's like, oh my God, what a day. The lockdown ends. Pretty much everyone is released, mm-hmm. except the main characters. Emma tells Mrs. Lang and the sheriff that like, oh, I just had a panic attack and I had to get out. The doors were locked. So I broke the window. We have backslid and it makes me sad. Yeah. Audrey goes over to Stavo and be like, hey, I'll, I'll pay to fix your stuff. He's like, stay the fuck away from me or I'm going to break something you love. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, stay away from him. How about let's just stay away from each other? The everyone just leave each other alone. Yep. Leave each other alone. 
You're not meant to be friends, even though you are being forced to be because you're you're, you're on a TV show together. You're on a TV show. Can't wait for Audrey and Stowe to start dating later in the season. Does that happen? I don't know. I'm in the right so casually. I'm in the writers' room pitching this idea because we got you know this mm-hmm. is what happens. Mm-hmm. Audrey needs a new love interest. I suppose, yeah. Unless she is like, if she's still interested in men. Or if she's, if, you know, if she's, it was just experimenting or she's pretty sexually fluid or whatever. I have been kind of impressed that the show has not felt the need to define that. Yeah. Labels. Yeah. No, like, I mean, in most TV shows, like most teen TV shows, especially nowadays, pretty much everybody experiments with everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, like it could be the straightest character in about th- three seasons and two episodes later, they're making out with uh, someone of the same gender. So it's like at this point, it's anything can happen Any- <laughs> and anything is allowed. We're all under the same banner. Anyone's hooking up with anyone. Anybody can hook up with anybody. Hell yeah. So the episode ends with Noah. He steals Audrey's phone because mm-hmm. he didn't trust her anymore. And he somehow guesses her password. Yeah, what I didn't even get to see what it, what what was the password. I don't know. Like, it, there's got to be like a pause, slow down yeah. version of it where you could see what it is. But like, yeah, I'm not sure. It unless, was too quick. Like, I hope it wasn't like the her girlfriend's no, name. No, he, he he typed that. I saw him type that one in. It was not that. So I don't know. Because that relationship was so quick. Yeah. That like that that can't be it. But he he gets into her phone and he sees all the messages she's been having with the killer, including the GIF. Of her over Jake's corpse. Yep. So that's the episode ends with Noah seeing the gif. Mm-hmm. Uh, about time. All the, the all the pleb work. Yep. It's finally paid off. Paid off. Finally. All everything you've laid so carefully this season is paying off. Yep. Uh, I got no new rules. There's a whole bunch of dumbass bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't bring guns to school. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Let's not do that. Even if you have no intentions of using it, somebody might leave them home. Leave guns where they belong. All right, let's get into Killer Watch. Okay. Where, where are we at? Um, well, okay. So if we're believing that that was not a hallucination, which is probably the case, then most of the fucking school is in that library. Mm-hmm. The sheriffs are working. Mm-hmm. The only person that I did not see much in that library after an extended amount of time was Eli. Mm-hmm. But the kid is so damn short. <laughs> And that killer is, um, unless he's wearing big boots, which is possible, I suppose, like, I don't view him. And when did they arrive into town? Like, him and his mom. Um, it was it was in between seasons. Yeah, actually, it was even later than that. It was after episode one. So, he, like, I, I don't buy that it would be him. Okay. Because he just wasn't there. He wasn't there to be the second killer. And the show likes to play around with the idea that it really could be anybody, mm-hmm. but they're not going to give it to a main character that has been on the show in season one. Like, they're just not going to do it. The show is not going to be that risky. They're going to keep everybody that survived the last season innocent, and the new people are going to just kind of come in and be the the suspects. And most of them were not present for... <laughs> Emma's attack, which continues my belief that we have not met the suspect yet. We are still five episodes out of 14 in, and the suspect, unless the suspect was in and out of an episode, like really in and out of an episode. Okay. 
we haven't established a character that we can really buy as a as a, as a killer. Okay, we will see. That's fair enough. Yeah, I hate to keep going back to that well, but like I there's just nothing there. Sure. Like there's just nothing that I can there's no evidence that I can piece together in this episode and yeah. prior episodes. No worries. That's fine with me. I uh, want to get into some awards. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get into the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. Of course, based off Randy from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Who do you got? Sheriff. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. The, the, the what the hell? are so dumb. They're dumb and they're angsty and they're violent and they can't help themselves. <laughs> and they're under a serious amount of trauma. Yep. So all of their actions are varying degrees of standing around while shit is bad shit is happening or voluntarily taking part in bad things. And so it's like you, you can only really narrow it to the adult characters. And like Maggie didn't really do anything. Married into she got let go, really. Yeah. And the sheriff is at least with the idea that like, I'm going to keep these kids safe. And he got, you know, he's got, uh, he got some information out of Kieran. He got the phone, Jake's yeah. phone. So that's something. Like he's doing his job. He's trying his that's best. Literally, he's just doing his he's job doing his with job. the with the information that he has in front of him. And hey, we gave the sheriff last season a lot of props for doing just that. Mm-hmm. So let's let's continue it. Sheriff Miguel Acosta is the winner of the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. Congratulations. He's mm-hmm. on the board. Now let's get into Night of the Living Club, mm-hmm. which goes the character the worst job at following the rules. Clear stuff based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Who are you thinking tonight? I don't think that we've given him an award yet at all. And I think this is probably the one chance that would be appropriate would be Karen. Yeah, he brought a gun to school. <laughs> you br- that that's that's a big like that's that that takes up like 70% of of the the rule breaking yep. here. Like that one move takes up like 70%. Yeah, that's that's the biggest one. I mean, the only other one you could maybe throw out there is Stavo for drawing just being so suspicious. But he's been doing that the whole yep. season so far. So it's like <sighs> I'm just gonna give him yep. a pity win after that. Like he's he's just being consistent. Yes. Audrey is also being consistent, but yep. most of her rule breaks happened already. Yep. So it really is just it Kieran. is just Kieran. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bring guns to school. And you know what? It this is this is not a like a slam against Kieran. This is a slap on the wrist. <laughs> For real. This is a warning. This is a red flag warning. You Don't know. do it again. You know. You know. You know. You get one night of the living club award. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. But he's got to be our informant from now on on the podcast. Uh-huh. So we're going to call up Amadeus Serafini, the actor, mm-hmm. and he's going to be our informant now. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. That's the, strike one. Strike one. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so that is Kieran's first win in mm-hmm. either category. Uh, some new blood tonight. You'll love to see it. Yeah, it is nice to mix it up. It, it can't just be Emma and Audrey and yada yada yeah, over and over it, again it's it, it getting a little repetitive here i'm glad we're getting some new people in here mm-hmm. okay that is episode five dawn of the dead yeah the next episode episode six which is going on the wheel uh yeah it's not great the title is jeepers creepers which is a, a solid movie but ew, we don't like to talk about that one <laughs> talk about jeepers creepers yeah, <laughs> yeah the real creeper was the director all yeah. along but yes episode six is called jeepers creepers okay yeah Where'd you get those peepers? Exactly. Yeah, so so we'll see what happens there. Uh see what happens next time. But let's let's go over to the wheel. 
So here is what is on the wheel today. We have the Rage Carry Two, and and I will I will say a couple of these have been spun already, and I've 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 said to the listeners that they will require some travel and planning, and, and those are getting set as we speak. So those will the ones that have been spun will be happening within about a month, I would say, um, which includes. It Chapter 2, which has been spun, and Tremor Shrieker Island, which has been spun, mm-hmm. uh, A Quiet Place 2, Child's Play 2019, Psycho 2, Scream Season 2, Episode 6, Jeepers Creepers, and Chef's Choice, which is where I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. Jacob, go ahead and spin the wheel. What are you doing in two weeks? Did I did I just do that? Did I do did I just Yep. Oh Lord. You wanna okay. do another one? I, I'm sorry, people. I just spun myself. Yep. We, we legitimately just span, uh, spun another Scream episode. Uh, that no, And this is like a very... It really did happen. Yep. That's Jeepers Creepers. Am I right? Yeah. Well, you avoided... What, what, what do you think you avoided in that situation? What are you least looking forward to? <laughs> the Scream episode. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, is that the worst one on here? Yeah, I think so. Because H Chapter 2, I like... Uh, Quiet Place 2 is fine. Tremor Shrieker's Island is fine. Child's Play Remake is fine. Psycho 2 is underrated, as said in Scream 6. Mm. Chef's Choice, I know what I'm picking, by the way, and I like that movie a lot. And then that leaves the Rage Carry 2 is probably the worst one on here, but that's still just like a such a weird movie that I kind of like it. Um, so yeah, I would say Scream is probably the TV show. So it's probably the worst one on here right now. So. Okay. Well, that's, that's great to know. Yeah. That nothing to do with the guests. It never yeah. has anything to do with the guests. Yep. You know... It's still better than Exorcist 2. Mm. You got that going for you, which is nice. All right, so we will be doing another episode of The Scream Show, and then the week after that, I'm pretty sure that's when I'm scheduled for Tremor 7, so we won't do a wheel spin. So just listeners, other stuff is coming. (laughs) We're making it happen. Just mark. There's a lot going on in March. Mm-hmm. All right, Jacob, you want to plug anything? Twitter, letterboxed, at Jacob Colness, J-A-K-O-B-K-O-L-N-E-S-S. And you can follow us on Twitter, at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. Jacob, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you, my pleasure. It's always fun. Uh, anything else? Sayonara. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.